We got issues, don't we? Our country has issues. People have issues. Even Christians in churches have issues. We've been planning this series like all series we plan. We plan months in advance. Wasn't quite sure what the pressing issues of our day would be when we began this planning process, so we made some last-minute decisions to make sure that what we were talking about in this We Got Issues series are some of the most challenging things we're facing, and, and we're getting ready to do that. But because it's so sensitive, and because this is the stuff that people debate and argue over and get upset over and divide relationships over, I want us to be very careful right up front to ask God to help us. I want to ask you to join me in a moment of prayer. Even if you're not a praying kind of person, just sit quietly because I'm going to ask God to help you, help me, help all of us as we approach these issues. Dear Father, we need your help. In the next few moments, we're going to talk about some sticky stuff that's sensitive, that have divided families, friends, even countries. And Father, we need your help to be filled with your truth and grace and love. Father, help us to be honest with an open mind and open heart to hear what you want to teach us. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to begin by making two clarifying statements. They're going to set the foundation for what we're going to talk about today, and we'll come back to it next week at least, and maybe each week in the series. But let me jump right in. This is very important that we begin with this. Issues, whatever the issues are, are really about people. Don't ever, ever, ever forget that regardless of what issue we're talking about, it's almost never just about the issue. It's almost never just about whatever the thing that someone is for or, or someone is against. It's almost never just about the issue. It's always involving, at some level, a person with a soul. Someone that God loves just as much as he loves you. Whom Jesus came and gave his life for just like he did you. Whom God has a plan for just like he has for you. Someone's dad, someone's mom, someone's son, daughter, brother, sister, friend, neighbor. Someone just like you. Issues are always, ultimately, and finally about people. Oh, politics pushes us to one side or another, right? Pushes us to one camp or another. Hollywood makes it worse. The media makes it even worse. Wants to push people into corners, pitting them against one another so that we all end up at odds. We must remember Regardless of where you stand on any issue, that issue is really about people, a person. All right, second clarifying statement. When we approach these issues, it's very important to understand that we are Christians first. We are American citizens second. Now, if you're not a Christian, I understand this is not personally true for you. Maybe you're just investigating and you're just curious or you lost a bet, so you're here. We're glad you're here, okay? 
And, and the deal is, is that this is true for all of us. But as Christians who, who trust and follow Jesus, this is very, very important for us. And so you may be kind of on the outside looking in and listening in, but I'm going to tell you, a lot of what we're going to talk about applies to you as well. You just know that as Christians, we're on the hook for this. We are Christians first. We are American citizens second. Now, I love America. I love America. I'm so thankful for America. But I, I understand, and we must understand, there is a bigger picture. There is a bigger picture than just America. We've only been around for like 250 years. The world got started long before we got here, does not revolve around us now, and will continue on, no matter what, until God's finished. So, America is not the epicenter of the universe. There is a higher calling, there is a higher commitment than being a proud American. And if you're a follower of Jesus, you are a Christ follower, a Christian first. Which means, listen very carefully, who we are as Christians should determine how we live as Americans. And maybe you're thinking, well, what happens when those are at odds? What happens when I can't be a good American and be a good Christian? What happens if I can't be a good Christian and be a good American at the same time? What do I do then? Well, in those moments when you find yourself there, and I'll say something about that in just a second, our allegiance is first to God and then to country. Has that happened in the past? Yes. Will it happen in the future? I'm sure it will. Is it happening now? Probably, but that's not our problem today. Now, listen carefully. Our problem is, it, it, our issue in this room is not that in order for us to be good Americans, we can't be good Christians. Or in order for us to be good Christians, we can't be good Americans. That may be true one day, but that's not our issue right now. And people love to talk about that. Well, you know, God says and God says. Yes, he does. And we're going to talk about what God says. But let's be very careful. Understand where our allegiance is to first. Even though, let's not get distracted as if that's the real problem. You know what one of our big problems you know, our, one of our big problems is authority. So we're going to start there. And as we talk about the authority issue today, please understand that this issue is really about people. And who we are as Christians must determine how we live as American citizens as it relates to the issue of government authority. Now, the goal today is to not to pick sides. We're not going to do that. We're not going to pick sides. If you came here thinking that you were going to hear support for, you know, how you think and what you feel, regardless of what you think and feel, you're probably going to be a little disappointed. But I can promise you this is something we need. The goal today is to help us know how to respond as Christians who also happen to be Americans. You see the order? Because this is also true for Christians across the world who also happen to be of another nationality, wherever they live. And again, once again, before we jump into it, this is also true and applies to everyone, whether you're a Christian or not. But Christians, this is aimed at us. How do we deal with the authority issues that we have as it relates specifically to President Trump and his administration and policies? 
All right, on the count of three, everybody take a deep breath. One, two, three, right? <gasps> right? Need to do some stretching? Yeah. President Trump. Say, so well, why are we talking about this? Why, why, why get this specific? Because this is our issue. This is one of the burning issues we have. Is what to do with our president, how to respond to his authority and the authority and the policies of his administration. I will be transparent enough with you to let you know that this is a message I wished I would have given eight years ago, 12 years ago. And that is something I hope to come back to four years from now, eight years from now, because this is just true. What we're going to talk about in the next few minutes, listen carefully, is true regardless of who the president is. Regardless if they're Republican or not, Democrat or not, independent or not, libertarian or whatever category we come up with in future years, it doesn't matter. Everything I'm getting ready to show us from the word of God and to challenge us with is true. Whether you agree with President Trump or not, like him or not, regardless of what you felt about President Obama, regardless of what you're going to feel about the next president, whoever that might be, this stuff is just true. But we're talking about it today because, wow, it just seems like a bigger issue than ever. And you know why? You know one of the reasons it's a bigger issue than ever? Because of the, the media and social media. I mean, I don't ever remember a time in my 23 years of living that, <laughs> like, why? It's always funny. It's, it's hurtful. <laughs> Have you ever remembered a time when every single day the headlines was something about the president? Every single day. And regardless of what else blows up, gets blown up, breaks, does well, doesn't do well, it's about how the president is saying this about that. It's interesting. So it's always right in our face. It's always right in our face. And then social media makes it even worse. Social media has put us in a situation where we have a constant stream of immediate and unlimited information about everything. It's immediate, it's unlimited, and it's constant gasoline. Regardless of what side of any issue you're on, it's constant gasoline to fuel opinions, debate, attacks, assumptions, and conclusions, whether it's real news or fake news, true or not. This is why we have issues. And then, more than ever before, our president is engaging the social media. Now, like him or not, President Obama had at his disposal an, um, an option to use social media, and he didn't use it much. Now, before him, there really wasn't all that much, like MySpace, but like, who did that? So, <laughs> right? And, and, so, and so here we got, right? We have a president who has social media, and he's using it. Now, you have your opinion, I have mine, opinions and opinions. We'll talk about opinions later, but here's the truth. Regardless if you agree or not, you'll have to admit that when the president starts engaging social media, it just keeps things stirred up, right? It just keeps things stirred up. Whether you, sometimes, sometimes I'll see what's coming through and I'll go, well, that's not a bad point. A lot of times I see what's coming through and I'm like, oh, no, he didn't. Oh, that's not going to be good. Oh, that's going to be a problem. That was ill-advised. You know, but nevertheless, it's keeping stuff stirred up. That, that's my point. That's why we have to talk about this issue of authority, because it's in our face. 
And unfortunately, we're getting it wrong. Regardless of what side of the issue you're on, I think we're getting it wrong. I want us to look at what God says about authority. I want us to listen to what God tells us in his word about governmental authority and pay very close attention because we need this. I want to take you back to the first century during a time when the, the political and government and context and environment was very similar to today. They just didn't have social media. But I wonder what it would have been like had they had it. Wow. I think we would have seen a lot of the same kind of things. But in that area where under the rule of Caesar and, oh, it's a heavy-handed rule, and then the Roman government and the Roman Empire, and it was hostile. It was even dangerous for some people to live in that environment. So very much like our environment today, it was a mess. And it's in that environment that God gave us his word through guys like the Apostle Paul, who writes to a group of Christians in Rome, and this is what he says to them then, and it applies to us today, even in our context. He says, everyone must submit. Everyone must submit. Christians, non-Christians, Democrats, Republicans, independents must submit to governing authorities. For all authority comes from God, and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. Now, if you're a Trump supporter, right now you're secretly going, yeah. <laughs> if you're not, you're going, what? How could that be so? This was true eight years ago under the authority and leadership of President Barack Obama. And in that day, had you read this, there would have been some that went, yeah! And some that went, what? How could that be so? And fast forward four years from now, eight years from now, when someone else is in the office of the presidency, we will read this verse and some people will be like, yeah! And some people will be like, what? How could that be? So, no one is in authority that God does not allow to be in authority. It is not a surprise who is the president of the United States. I think it's interesting how Christians, you know, we, we get all hot and bothered during elections, you know. We need to pray that God, you know, we get the right person in the government, and I, I get all that, and that God gets who he wants. Well, guess what? Whoever gets the job is going to get the job because God says, I'm going to allow them to have the job. We can't overrule by a vote what God's will is. Come on. We just don't think about it like that. Now, should we vote? Yes. But it's going God's way. One way or the other, it's going to go God's way. Now, this does not mean, listen very carefully, that whoever holds the office of the president believes in God, is following God, truly cares about God, this is true. All authority comes from God and is placed there by God regardless of whether or not that person in authority honors God. Because God is so awesome, he'll use anybody. He'll use anything to accomplish his will. Now, two things, real quick. What this means is that whoever holds that office of authority will answer to God. Ultimately, they answer to God. And secondly, 
for us? This is what it means. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. So, this is fun. Pay your taxes <laughs> and government fees to those who collect them. It's coming up. Right. And give respect and honor to those who are in authority. Respect and honor, respect and honor, respect and honor. Not respect and honor if you think they deserve it. Not if you think they've earned it. Not whether, if you agree with them, give respect and honor, and if you don't, you don't have to. No, no, no. Respect and honor has nothing to do with whether or not you agree with them, has nothing to do with whether or not you voted for them. And it really has very little to do with whether or not they're right or wrong. You respect and honor those that are in authority. See, our attitude and our action towards those in authority over us, and in this context, our government authority, really is a spiritual issue. Listen carefully. I will say that again. This authority issue we have as Americans, who call ourselves Christians especially, is really a spiritual issue. Let me show you. Peter, who was one of Jesus' closest followers, who personally had a lot of issues with authority, all right? He really struggled with authority. This is what God teaches us through his writings in the New Testament. For the Lord's sake, submit to all human authority. For whose sake? The Lord's sake. God's saying, do it for me. This is about you and me first. For the Lord's sake, submit to all human authority, whether the king is the head of state or the officials he has appointed. Fear God and respect the king. And I know some wise guy out there is going, but we don't got a king. Okay, <laughs> okay, it's an analogy. In our context today, no, we don't have a king, but we have someone in authority over us that would be in a similar type position. So for us today, this would apply to President Trump and his administration and policies. Still with me? We're not quite done yet. Paul writes to Titus, who was a leader in the early church in the first century, and he tells them this. Remind the believers to submit to government authority and its officers. They should be obedient. In other words, obey the law. Obey the law, right? Obey the law. Pay your taxes 55 miles an hour. Obey the law. <laughs> Always ready to do what is good. Always ready to do what is good. Now, so far, we're good, right? So far, I look at that, you look at that, and I'm like, yeah, that's good, man. That's great. I, this, man, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing well. Check. Obey the law, except for 55, 56, you know. And always do what is good. But this next part, okay, I'm going to ask you to buckle up. Oxygen masks will fall from the ceiling. Please secure yours before... <laughs> Helping someone else, right? It's always interesting. If a parent has two children with them in the plane. <laughs> you ever thought of that? You're going to find out which one you love the most. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> okay. Okay, nothing to do with anything. It's just with my crazy mind. Okay, a little bit of levity sometimes kind of helps us with this. Come up for air. All right. Be obedient to government authorities. Always ready to do what is good. Now this next part. They must not slander. He's talking to me. He's talking to you. 
in the context of our government authority, they must not slander anyone and must avoid quarreling. Instead, they should be gentle and show true humility to everyone. Hey, are you a Trump supporter? This is for you. Hey, are, are you a Trump hater? This is for you. Not slander anyone. Don't talk bad about anyone. Don't put down anyone. Don't attack anyone. And we're not going to argue. We're not going to debate. We're not going to fight, fuss, and quarrel. He said, no, uh, uh, uh. No, this is not what I want followers of Jesus to be doing. Instead, I want them to be gentle. Not passive. It's different. Gentle. And humble. I wouldn't want his job. I know nothing about being president. And neither do you. Well, maybe you, but the rest of us don't, right? Here's what's so troubling about this. Christians and the local church has become known in the last 50 years for our open disapproval of government authority. And that must stop. According to what God tells us in his word, Open disagreement, open disapproval, open divisiveness. And we're guilty of slander. Well, I'll tell you what I wouldn't, I don't appreciate and I don't like, and I'll give you what I think, and I'll tell you what I, you know, blah, 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 blah. Really? And we fight and we argue. How could you and how could you and I don't agree. And, I, you know, we're done, man. I don't know how we're, we can't be friends. If you voted for them and if you didn't vote, and how could you possibly? And how could you live with yourself? How could you sleep? And we argue and, and no quarreling. No quarreling. No quarreling. Be gentle and humble. You say, well, what about free speech? Yep. What about taking a stand? Yep. We're going to talk about both of those next week. Next week. This is all we can handle for today. So, based upon what we've just read in the Word of God, I want to give you four things. You might want to take a picture of them. But regardless of how you feel about President Trump, regardless of whether or not you voted for him or against him, regardless if you voted for him and wished you hadn't or hadn't and wished you had, or you don't care, Right? This is what it looks like for us to apply what we've just read from the Word of God. Number one, honor the authority, honor the president, even if you don't agree, even when you don't agree. Because there's going to be a lot you don't agree with. There's a lot I don't agree with, but it doesn't change the fact. Honor even when you don't agree. You know, Jesus did this. He did it beautifully, by the way. You may not realize this. Caesar was in power during Jesus' day, and Jesus was so respectful to Caesar, and Jesus knew what Caesar was all about. We didn't find out what Caesar was up to until many years later, and historians on the inside kind of let us know the corruption and, and some of the other things, but Jesus, who is God in the flesh, knew Caesar. He, he made Caesar. He created Caesar. All right, so he knows what's really going down with Caesar. And then, and then the subject one day came up where someone asked about paying taxes to Caesar. And you know what Jesus said? You need to give Caesar the taxes he asked for, but you also need to give God what God asked for as well. So it wasn't disrespectful, it wasn't unkind. 
It was very honoring. And, and there was probably a lot about Caesar Jesus didn't agree with. Also, Jesus, before he was crucified, was standing in trial before Pontius Pilate and was nothing but kind, courteous, respectful, and honoring to this man who was wrongfully going to sentence him to his death. And he'd done nothing wrong. And he didn't look at Pilate and say, man, I'll tell you what, I remember when I created you. You're going to answer to me. You're going down. <laughs> right? That's what I would have done had I been Jesus. You be thankful I'm not Jesus. <laughs> Jesus didn't. He was kind. He was respectful. And most of the time, Jesus didn't say a word. He said a few things, but they were honoring. So Jesus sets this example for us. You can respect the office of the president even if you don't agree with the person who is president. You obey the law even if you're not crazy about what the law is. You be honest without being disrespectful. Regardless of what you think about President Trump, he is still the president that God has allowed to be in authority over us. And regardless of what you think about the administration and the policies, he is the pre that is what God has allowed us to, to, to be under. So we need to honor that even when we don't agree. And the same was true eight years ago. And I wished, wished, <laughs> I would have said this eight years ago. And the same will be true eight years from now, 16 from years from now, or whoever's president next, whenever that happens, the same will be true. Honor even when you don't agree. Number two, embrace opportunity over opinion. This is huge. Opportunity over opinion. You and I like to start with opinions. Opinions are a dime a dozen, right? We all have at least one. And what's funny about opinions is that we have opinions about stuff that we don't even know anything about. Right? I mean, I got an opinion about everything. I may not know anything that I'm talking about, but I, that doesn't hurt my opinion. I got an opinion on it. I just love it when people begin a sentence with, I'll tell you what I think. No, what not? <laughs> Let's just take a pass on that. You know what I think? Nap. I'm good. Don't you want to say that a lot of times? And if you're one of the people that go around saying, let me tell you what I think, stop. <laughs> Here's the deal about opinions. They're free. Okay, I get it, I get it. But opinions fix nothing and often make things worse, stir things up. Doesn't accomplish a whole lot on the positive side. And opinions carry attitudes with them that often lead to harmful assumptions. So, and conclusions. So be careful with opinions and choose opportunity over opinion. What do you say? What, what do you mean choose opportunity? Here's the deal. Regardless of what your opinion is, you have an opportunity. An opportunity to do what's right in front of you. To choose what's right in front of you. To change what you can change in front of you. You have an opportunity to love as you've been loved by God. To do what's right and to do what's good in all the relationships that you have a context with. With all the people in your life. You have an opportunity to bring change and set change into motion in your life. No, you can't change America. No, you can't change the world. But you can change someone's world just by how you treat them. And if you and I would take opportunity to love and honor and do good and be kind and just to do for others as Jesus has done for us, do you know what would happen? We'd see this country change if just the Christians got this one right. 
And Christians are a minority, and I don't mean minority as in a minority population like we use the word politically. I mean, we're outnumbered. Christians are not the majority. But if just Christians got this right, if we just got this right alone and embrace the opportunity to do what's right and good and kind and to be loving to those around us, it would change the world around us, and we might be surprised just how it would change this corner of the world, our country. So much opportunity in front of us. Choose that over sharing your opinion. Keep your mouth shut and love people. Keep your mouth shut and do good. Keep your mouth shut and do what's right. Number three, be grateful. Be grateful. Be grateful. Gratefulness and slander do not occupy the same space at the same time. So if you're going to say something, say something that exudes gratitude. Because here's the truth. Even on our worst day, even on America's worst day, our most divisive day, our most messy moment, we are still so blessed beyond anything we deserve. And other countries would kill and give anything to have the issues we have. Yeah, we got a flawed government. It's not perfect, but it's the best thing I've seen. Open your eyes. Go to other parts of the world. Yeah, it's, yeah we got issues. I get it, but I'd, I'm, I'd rather have these issues than most of the issues that I see. Be grateful. And pray. Pray. Pray for our president, not against him. Because he is in that position because God allowed him to be there. Pray for him. So, well, I didn't vote for him. Well, then spend more time praying for him. Well, I don't agree with him. Well, then spend more time praying for him. Let's pray for him and his administration, his cabinet, that God would surround him with very smart, very wise people and that he would listen. Pray for wisdom, pray for clarity, for strength, for courage. I wouldn't want to be president. I can't imagine that kind of weight and responsibility. It makes me want to pray for the man or the woman or the person who is in authority in places like that. Dear God, help them. Hey, this is the conversation you need to have with your kids, by the way. Equip your children with this kind of thinking right here. Because at school, it's a brawl, man. It's a verbal brawl. Regardless of what side of the issue you're on or your kid is on or your family is on, it doesn't matter. It is just a free-for-all. In the name of tolerance, right? Holy cow. Have this conversation with your kids. So you know what? We're going to honor those in authority over us, whether or not we agree. And maybe especially when we don't agree, because we follow Jesus. And, and we're not going to slander. We're not going to talk bad. We're not going to make fun of. We're not going to attack. We're not going to be disrespectful. 
We're going to honor them even when we don't agree because that's what Jesus has called us to. It's a higher calling. It's a higher standard. And you know what? We're not going to be so focused on sharing our opinions, and we all have them. You know, we can talk about our opinions here at the house. We can talk about it amongst ourselves. But when we leave here, we need to be focused on the opportunity that we have in front of us to be kind and loving and gracious, to do good, to, to do what Jesus has done for us, for others. That's our job. That's what we've been called to do. And we're going to be grateful because, kids, we get to live in this country. And even on our worst day, it's a blessed day. And so let's pray for President Obama. Yeah, see, have that conversation. Have that conversation. Have that conversation at work. That'll shut the opinions down. Especially those that say, I'm a Christian and I believe in Jesus. And then they go into ripping him a new one. Are you serious? Don't slander. Be gentle. Be humble. This would make great conversation at Thanksgiving with your family. <laughs> Christmas, if you want to get started early, it'll be here before you know it. Right? Happy Fourth of July, family. Have this conversation over dogs and burgers. Yeah. But this is what God has called us to. So let's start now. You join me in prayer. Father, we need your help on this one. Man, we're in a mess. And we've brought it on ourselves in great many ways. Father, may we have the attitude of Jesus. May we honor and respect the authority that you have placed over us, even on the days when we don't agree. Help us to see the opportunity in front of us and help us lean into that more than we are our desire to share what we think with people and our opinions. Help us to be grateful. We've been so blessed, way beyond what we deserve. So many men and women have given their lives for the blessings we enjoy. And even on our worst day, we're still so blessed. And help us to remember to pray, to pray, to pray for our president. And I ask that you would help him be surrounded with people to help him make the wisest choices for our country. And ultimately, we look to you and we trust you in all of it because you are ultimately the one that controls it all. In Jesus' name, amen.